0: Hello and welcome to the Swan Song Project podcast. My name is Ben Buddy Sluck, and I'm the founder of the Swan Song Project and the host of this podcast. The Swan Song Project is a charity and we help people facing the end of their lives or dealing with the bereavement to write and record their own original songs. We believe in celebrating lives, making memories and leaving legacies. If you'd like to find out more about the charity, you can check out our website, which is swansongproject.co.uk. The podcast features songwriters. And each week I ask them to share with us one of their songs, uh, share a songwriting tip with us and also share a song that's meaningful to them in some way related to bereavement. This episode features Stuart Earl, and I hope you enjoy it. Okay so today I'm here with Stuart Earle. Thanks for joining me Stuart.
1: Pleasure Ben, nice to see you.
0: Yeah thank you, I'm looking forward to speaking to you. I was just admiring Stuart's setup before we started recording uh
1: yeah, yeah I, I've, sort of I've the, arranged the background, okay? I'm not going to show you the rest of it, because it's <laughs> piled against the walls.
0: Yeah, but, that's what yeah. mine's like, that side of the room, you don't want to yeah. look like at but this part's all right. <laughs>
1: exactly. So yeah, this is my den. Welcome to yeah. my den.
0: Yeah, it's very nice. <laughs> uh, looking forward to talking right with you. Uh, for anyone who's new to these podcasts, uh, we're doing them in three sections. First, we're going to have one of my guest songs. We're going to have a little chat about how they wrote it section two I'll ask Stuart to share with us a songwriting tip and then section three we're going to talk about songs meaningful to Stuart in some way related to bereavement so uh, I'll ask you to introduce your song for us,
1: please Stuart. Okay Um, well this is a song that is out on the new album um, ad (laughs) cowboy state of mind Um, and this is called the old man by the sea and uh, well take it away and we'll talk about it afterwards.
2: Sudden sun dries the delta mud to dust. drives the soul car Uh I'm gonna be here I'll be fishing in the sun.
0: brilliant so that was the old man by the sea by Stuart earl um and that was a live video of you performing it last year sometime
1: uh yes we were lucky enough i'm pleased to say to get um once lockdown had started we got a gig in uh october so it was in between lockdowns really when things Hmm. seemed to be getting better but in actual fact weren't (laughs) no um so we did a a gig a duo gig at the um good shed in tetbury which is a lovely venue and um yeah so that's uh that was uh recorded there yeah nice
0: what was it like doing that gig i'm assuming that was the first was gig you'd fabulous. done fabulous
1: but it was a bit like waking up out of a dream in the yeah oh, yeah c chord right okay <laughs> and what comes next and it was it was a bit like that you know um, yeah yeah when you get I, into the swing of gigging it's fine but it was a bit of a shock to the system but it was lovely
0: yeah, yeah. I, as the same, I did. I did one gig in that kind, that kind of time period. You know, like between yeah. the lockdowns, and it's a similar thing where, like, you know, normally it feels like second nature when you go on stage a lot, hmm. but then first time doing it
1: again was. Uh... <laughs> 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 but
0: yeah, it's going to be yeah. exciting to get back to regular gigging. Oh, I can't wait! There. I Can't yeah. wait. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, onto the song. Uh, what can you tell us about writing that one then?
1: Okay, well, it, it stems from um, I think it was 2016. Um... actual fact my brother and i were organizing a trip to the states but meanwhile my my father died and um we ended up literally after uh, just a few days after the funeral we actually went off to the states on this road trip which was a bit odd really um because i wasn't too feeling too great myself about it all but uh we did a great a great trip we went to um nashville and memphis and all this sort of stuff and we'd had a couple of days in in new orleans and we were on our way to into texas because actually we'd got um tickets for bad company and joe walsh who were playing in houston so off we go um which was great um but on the way the, the way we went was along the texas coast and there's a place and if you if you put the the um the video that i sent you as well there's there's pictures of of where this was it's a place called the bolivar peninsula which is really just a spit of land um, along the coast um and it ends up um literally um just over the water from galveston so Mm. you get the ferry to galveston from there and um it's it's an odd place because all the houses are built on stilts about 30 foot up in the air so the sea can wash under them when when the storms come in so obviously they're quite used to the sort of hurricane season I I guess Um, so but it was just just a very strange place to be with all these places and uh, anyway it was really hot so we stopped by the side of the road and um, just for a cold drink and got talking to this old guy who was fishing. Um, And he had a little uh, little Jack Russell called Jamaica. And he just he was just. Really, you know, brown, sunburnt. Fishes all day. And he was just telling us that um, since his wife died. um, That's what he does. He just takes his little dog fishing and he had car parked reversed up to the the um, the sea and he sleeps in his car with the dog and he gets up in the morning and goes fishing and then at night he just gets in the back of the car and goes to sleep again um which is sort of nice sort of sort of sad and um it, yeah it just came out of that really it was just the story of meeting him and yeah. and his backstory um so that was uh that's the basis of it really
0: yeah yeah so nice uh, yeah yeah it sounds, it's a cool story it's um I love those kind of like chance interactions. Mm, yeah, um, how? Yeah, it was how pure
1: chance. yeah,
0: and then how long did you stay talking to him for?
1: Oh, we were only there. I don't know, probably an hour, probably. I guess. Mm, that's
0: nice. Yeah, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, we, like when I first heard it, it's like it's you know, it's a nice for a lot of people. That be my, one of my best mates is a keen fisherman, and that would be his dream yeah. in some ways to just fish yeah, all day. day. Well, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then the um, <laughs> the element of yeah, you know, the his his wife passing and things like that. Indeed, and, yeah. Um, so we,
1: we had nothing else to do other than go fishing, which was quite, quite sort of nice. I'd say quite sad, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's a nice, it's a powerful story. Um, and so is it all? Is all the stuff in the song true about the, uh, his life and everything like that? Is it all no, the stuff he told um,
1: you? He had a Marine's cap on, um, mm. you know, baseball cap. So I took it from that that he'd been in the Marines, and he was old enough. To if if you sort of went backwards in years for him to have been in Vietnam, so that's how I set him in originally okay. Vietnam, and and took it from there. And um, so the basis of the story is true, but then
0: bit of artistic lessons.
1: elements to to help it along, really. Yeah. <laughs> did he you did. know a <laughs> Artistic license, I can't. Yeah, look. yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> um,
0: did you know? Like, when did you write the song? Did you like know so, as soon as you'd met him that like, you were going to do a song about oh, was it? was a while well, after I, you got the idea? I sort of
1: felt inspired when I met him, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't do anything until I got back home mm. um, with that particular thing. And of course, had a few shots there. And the great thing is, if you go onto um, Google Maps, you can actually go sort of go back there. And in one of them, um, Google Maps, because he does it in time zones as well, you can actually see his car there as well. Oh, nice. So it's <laughs> bizarre. So I didn't dream it all. It actually happened. Yeah. You know?
0: And he actually is there all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Google Maps are getting him.
1: Mm. Yeah. It's strange. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Um, what was it, was it like? Did it resonate for you? Like, I didn't know about... Um, so it was your father who passed just before the
2: months. Yeah.
0: So yeah, sorry to hear that. And um, what was it like then? Was there a connection there with him in terms of his loss? Uh, did it resonate for you? Well, I guess
1: yeah. Yeah. I, I guess yeah. I guess yeah. It put a dent in in the holiday spirit. In the you know, I, in fact, it, it sort of I was feeling a bit stressed and mm-hmm. I didn't um, I didn't really enjoy everything as much as I sh- could have done or should have done. I suppose, but um, but that's life. I guess gets in the way sometimes, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, and with those kind of things, like big trips like that, especially that, you know, taking yeah. to plan and a yeah. lot of expensive. it's when something, a tragedy happens, then it's... Uh, mm. Yeah,
1: yeah so and of course tough. it was for both of us, because my brother was with me as well, Absolutely. so, you know, it was,
0: um, yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully it helped with your uh, your grieving process and we having something like that going on. Yeah,
1: yeah, I've, you know, I guess as well, I've written the odd song about him as well as they've never seen the light of day, um because i don't think they're i don't know it didn't seem right at the time but maybe i'll dig it out and have a have a think about it yeah you know but you do use that all those sort of feelings and and put them into songs all the time
0: yeah definitely i'm a big i'm a big believer in you know in even if you're writing songs that not all songs have to be shared either that the the purpose of writing the song might just be yeah. the writing of that song and exercise but we, we have
1: a thing in this house. Um, my wife believes that every song I write is about her, so I just have to agree with her, <laughs> Even if it's a good song or a bad song, or I'm doing <laughs> naughty stuff in the song, whatever, it's all about her. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> we have an understanding. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I guess you have to be careful with your with how yeah. far you go into. Absolutely,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, I used to feel a lot. More, I used to write a lot more character songs than I do now. I still like to write character songs, but when mm. I was younger, lots of my songs were very and like quite dramatic characters and stuff like that. And then yeah. sometimes now, when I try and go into those characters, I'm like, I can't say that because people, people just go, "That's not Ben. That's not, that's not." He wouldn't say something like that. Yeah, when, I, when I was younger, I used to be much more comfortable with like, "Oh, this is this is the character who's in this
1: song." Mm. It's yeah. A funny thing, how do you stand it? on political correctness then, Ben? In because sometimes, even though you don't mean it, things can be misconstrued.
0: Yeah, and it can be again. It's, it can be a tricky thing with with songs, especially. I know Nick Cave's come up with some stuff about this recently, and um, yeah, Nick Cave was talking about it in regards to okay. Fairy Tale in New York. Someone had asked him about <laughs> about his opinion of that, and he's I don't, you know lots of Nick Cave's songs are quite vulgar, and <laughs> some of his older ones anyway are quite a lot mm. of colourful language in them. You could say, yeah, and it's it's yeah, it's where you separate the the art from and you know like if, if a character in something says something then those characters exist so i don't think you should not include those mindsets mm, yeah. but then it's easy for people to interpret everything that someone puts out as their view whereas really it's like this is talking about someone else entirely mm. but it's yeah, is, because is a is lot of ground
1: a lot of what you write into a song is translated by the listener and it's different every time for every listener often so yeah um yeah it, it's it's a sad thing if things are misunderstood from that point of view i think
0: yeah and it's something that like as a songwriter i don't think like you can't hold the you want to make things as clear as you can in terms of what you mm-hmm. want to say but also you you can't be responsible for people's interpretations and stuff no i remember hearing um springsteen talk about that we are born in the usa about how often that's been misinterpreted mm. and i think i, I can't remember like i said when he was younger it bothered him but then he got to a point where it's like it was, you know I wrote what I wanted to write. And I think it's clear. But if people don't listen to the whole message, <laughs> exactly. then that's, that's yeah. there's nothing I can do about that. Yeah. The,
1: Otherwise you're writing a song that is so descriptive that you can't the listener doesn't have any yeah. thing of their own to put into it, if you see what I mean. Yeah, Just, definitely.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. you do Yeah, because part of part of the part of the the greatness of, of of art and stuff is that mystery, isn't it? And that kind of that interpretation people can have on mm. things. Of,
1: yeah. I try not to be too literal in, in what I write mm-hmm. because I do want people to put their own take of the song into it in their own listening area, if you like. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. an interesting area.
0: Yeah. And it's something that I sometimes, like, I used to be, when I was first getting really into songwriting, I was really obsessed with, like, wanting to know what every song was about and how it was written and things like that. Right. And then I got into... I kind of pulled back a lot from that. Like I'm a big Tom Waits fan and big Dylan fan, and they're both quite, you know, like they don't want to talk about what the songs are about at all because they don't want to take that away from from the listeners. It wants to be a mystery. But then in some ways, I kind of really like that now and we respect it. But then on the same hand, I'm hosting a podcast where I ask songwriters to tell me how they wrote the songs. I know. (laughs) So I feel a bit conflicted at times. To the new
1: Bob Dylan (laughs) album, I guess you've heard that, have you?
0: Um, mm, rough and rowdy ways.
1: Blimey! I mean, his his mastery of lyrics is just stunning.
0: Yeah, I, just... I was
1: blown away by it. Yeah, and the album and the music, you know, he has a fantastic band. Um, and and I think you've got to be in the mood for him sometimes. Mm. Sometimes he's not doesn't fit, but I I listened to that and I thought, blimey, how the hell does he write stuff like that? Because it's just fantastic.
0: Yeah, yeah, mm. and. Yeah, and there's loads of Dylan songs that like, I just love, and I love listening mm. to them over and over again. And part of what I love about listening to them again is that I feel like it's it's a different song almost every time I listen to it, because be a different lyric that I hadn't paid attention to before. Yeah. i be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Then, what, what does that mean? How does that connect to this other part of the song? Yeah. And if, if Dylan had said, like, right, this song, this is what this is all about, this is exactly what I meant here, I'd be a bit like, oh, that's taken that a layer away from me. You know? <laughs> yes, exactly. <yeah. laughs> I, I like it, the
1: song where he's making, uh, he's making somebody up out of body parts. It's mm. just great. brilliant
0: <laughs> I read a it's a great book that I read actually not long ago called um, What's it, is it? Why Dylan Matters. Okay, it's called. It's a fairly new one. It's one my dad lent it to me, um, and it's like a Harvard professor I think writing about Dylan, and he's kind of comparing him to a lot of the great poets. Mm. Um, so at some parts it was a bit kind of like a bit too intellectual for me. But there was lots of it in it that I found really interesting of just kind of writing techniques that Dylan encompasses that I like, yeah. you know, were way off my head. But when I'm reading about it, I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense, actually, that's what this lyric might be
1: talking about. OK, I must, um, yeah, I must do some research, on I mean, it because I was just stunned. Was
0: yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a good book. Um, I think it's fairly recent still. Yeah. Um, back to your song, though, one thing that, that I liked about it as well is obviously linking to the Swan Song Project is a big thing that important to us is, you know, everyone has their song. Regardless of what what kind of life they've had and what it is, it's like mm. everyone's got a song to be sung. And what you've kind of done here is given that guy, that fisherman, a song. Um, and it's <laughs> you know, it's about finding those. So a lot of times we time talking, we get some people come to me, come to us and um they're like, oh, I've not not really had an interest in life or don't really have anything particular to say. Mm. And and then part of the job is having those conversations with them and finding what it is I should try
1: know. and find him and send it to him because he has no idea. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah if you yeah, ever go back a... see if he's still there yeah 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 probably yeah. is I'm sure he'd be, uh, be very flattered about it
1: absolutely his beard will be even longer than yours I think <laughs> yeah. he'll still be there <laughs>
0: yeah how did you How did you um, Did you have a musical style and things in mind for it when you wrote it or was, was there anything particular influenced that or no, did it, just,
1: it come out? just came out as um, I suppose it's I mean it, it is a very much a country sort of song as I feel about it, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. that was fine. But when I started playing it to my bandmates, um, they they said, what's what's going on? You can't do this. And I said, what do you mean? And it was, basically the song's in C, key of C, and that's fine, but in the chorus, it moves up to E flat. and You see, you (laughs) can't just change the key like that and go, well, you can, because it works. So let's just be happy about that. But um yeah, it took that 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 was flawed a few people along the way that, that <laughs> unexpected.
0: How did you how did you do that then? So like for people who may not you know about music, like you have kind of standard chords that fit together in a key, mm. don't, don't you? And so E flat wouldn't traditionally be one that would go with C. And so a lot of time when you well, when you're writing a song, if you're starting in C, you'll know like, well, I'm like going to a G, I'm like to an A minor yeah, and an exactly. kind of... Yeah common cards that fit with that, mm. that thing so when you got to that E flat was it just a let's see how this sounds or no no the only thing I got
1: was I had it where I was going in my head and that was just where I was going so
0: okay so you had the was it the tune you had in your head first and then yeah, the cards just followed from there yeah.
1: so I was I was definitely in the country chord thing but then I knew where I wanted to go on the chorus, and that was the only chord that fitted. <laughs> so <laughs> that's where it had to go. So that, that, that's where it ended up. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. Uh, I call. I think this is an advantage. I don't have any musical training at all. I'm purely self-taught, self-abused. Call it what you want. But I think that's an advantage in that it, to go off piece like that. easy for me because i don't have anything that holds me back to Mm -hmm. it yeah it's just a different way of looking at it yeah a lot of my musical friends uh you know have training or or whatever and they look at things in a different way and sometimes i need that different way that they've got sometimes i need my own way yeah it's, it's getting all those bits together you know
0: yeah definitely do you um do you write with your band
1: a lot then um i generally write on my own mm. um and then i'll bash it to several people for comments and verbal abuse things like that <laughs> it's a fun process isn't it <laughs> you never know do you?
0: <laughs> i always love that when you've sent out an idea and it's that kind of like oh geez <laughs> like, yeah. not how many times i've done it i always get a bit nervous about it yeah because it's always it's always sharing something new isn't it it's always absolutely
1: because uh, you're opening yourself up to you know so these feelings that that maybe you shouldn't be you think i I don't know but yeah why are they ringing do they they not like it immediately or (laughs) why why haven't they rung in the last three days means they don't like it at all you know yeah so yeah the paranoia of a songwriter yeah
2: yeah
0: part of the fun (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) absolutely yeah Yeah.
0: brilliant good stuff sure uh so let's move into section two now shall we this is where i ask my guests to share with us a songwriting tip Uh, so what would your tip be for (laughs) us do
2: it
1: (laughs) (laughs) no uh my tip is is based on um do it basically um you know i have usually five or six songs in work in progress at any one time and that's a very loose thing one it can be a couple of chords it can be a scrawled verse um, or you know i tend to put um have notes on here which i put little bits of lyrics on that, that i hang hang on to until i can work on them properly mm. um, but a song isn't a song unless you finish it so my advice to people is just get it finished don't rush it because i think there is a thought process to let things go round in your head to take form if you like to take its own way um and if you rush it then well maybe that works for some people and some songs just come out onto the paper but some songs take um some time to percolate through the thought process and um and along the way they gather a bit of flavor and a bit of moss and you know you put them together but get them finished get them down get them into an album get the album out i launched an album in july in the middle of lockdown um i could have held on to it and and i could have launched it this year or next year what's the point of that (laughs) you know just get it out there do it
0: I'm always very impatient when I finish something as well. When something's done, like I want to, I want to be sharing it. It's uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, but I haven't been able to launch that album because we couldn't. So, from that point of view, you know, I've got, I've got plenty over there waiting for me to start gigging. So hopefully, I can sell a few. Yeah.
0: Because
1: the you know the sales of of CDs on the internet is pretty dire. Yeah, it's almost non-existent because everybody's streaming. So cds are basically now i think um something for selling at gigs
0: yeah the people i think people are more inclined to buy them at gig Alex. it's like a it's like it's a cd but it's also like a token of that night in a way isn't it indeed
1: yeah yeah no i agree um
0: how often do you write then so like i agree that the uh, just the just doing it is is a great piece of advice for (laughs) someone writing that like and for any creative practice in a way of like just the only way to, to do it is to do it. <laughs> like yeah, absolutely. To, you yeah. can you can get the paralysis by analysis so I can't you think but if you stuff.
1: look at it in a month's time and you think oh, that's rubbish well then you can rewrite it can't you yeah you know that's it's not illegal <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> get on with it yeah yeah write as many times as you want to do write it. it
1: yeah absolutely
0: um, yeah you,
1: you often find people like um, Chris Rhea used to do it all the time he used to have i don't i'm sure he didn't do it consciously he used to have bits of his writing if you like that used to appear in different songs on mm-hmm. different albums um slightly odd odd thing but it, I, i'm sure it's just his part of his armory if you like that he uses Well, that that can go straight in there type of thing but it actually probably didn't even realize that he used that on a song mm-hmm. three albums ago or whatever what does it matter
0: yeah, yeah, they could all just keep recycling. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've had it with sometimes. I've had like, I've had like a you know a little section of lyric that I've really liked, and I've I've written the song over and over and over again in different formats. I never found yeah you know, like I still got bits from years and years ago now that like, but it's just it's, it'll it'll keep in that notebook until it'll link with another idea at some point. Yes,
1: of course. Yeah, it doesn't
0: matter how many times you, you throw it about. Yeah, quite right. Um, so how often do you write so you mentioned beforehand that you've obviously got more time at the minute with the lockdown mm. but do you, do you have a schedule or do you just write when you feel like it or?
1: no I write, I sort of write when I feel like it um, so I've, I tend to do little bits of guitar late at night um, but sitting down in the silence just doing lyrics or with a guitar for me is the best way um, I can't do it with a room full of people. Yeah, um, I haven't. I'd love to write with somebody else, but I, I haven't done that yet. So I'm, I'm not going to be doing it at the moment. That's for sure. Um, but I try to do something every day. Uh, but this morning, I was doing trying to do some lap steel on a on a song that I've got in progress because over the the lockdown period, um, I've got probably the next album bare bones of and i'm I'm trying to put that together at the moment so um yeah um yeah it's a distraction to try and do lap steel and and get that sounding right and but you know by the time you've redone it 60 times you're just about getting there (laughs) (laughs) is that something new to you then
0: sorry is the lap steel something new to you then
1: um, no, I've played lap steel for a while but I'm not an expert in just, it. Yeah. I, I do open tuning stuff and slide but um, lap steel with with a proper steel as it were, like, you know, oh, this nice. of thing. Um, there's an art to that it's as well. Yeah. a bit
0: different, so. yeah. yeah. Nice. But, yeah. Yeah. Do you, uh, when you're writing, do you think of songs in terms of the albums? Like, do you think, you know, when you're no, you just, just write yeah, and then to, just together, yeah. it's not like a project of this is going to be an album no. around these. well
1: I, I did um, well because I wrote um, I have an album um, themed to a non-existent soundtrack which is a Jesse James inspired album so that's a theme from start to finish so from that point of view I did write that album as an album um, and it's one continuous thing so everything flows into everything else mm. So Ben, it's a concept album. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm familiar with them. <laughs> so 70s,
1: uh, but yeah, and that was great fun to do. Uh, I mean, it's it's sold negligible copies because I haven't put it out to stream because it's one of those things that you need to sit down and listen to it rather than you know potentially put it on shuffle. You're going to get mm-hmm. in a right confusing state with it. So um, yeah, but generally. I would write a song. And if it fits onto an album, fine. If it doesn't, then it ends up in the, the waiting room over yeah. there. <laughs>
0: how did you find the, the concept album project? It's, it's something I've, I've done in the past. I really enjoyed having a, an overarching narrative and then yes. choosing how the songs are going to tell that story. Yeah. How did you find doing it? And was it a um, Jesse James-based story?
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, how did i find doing it it was it was a labor of love it was exciting it was great to do um but it was a long job it took far too long to do um far too much time um spent on it and i think we would have benefited from doing it shorter and sharper Mm. um and then rearranging it once we'd done it into you know reordering everything and oh, do we need to do oh, i don't know you know it's one of those things that I, I think every bit of work that you do if you could then you would redo it mm. because you'd want to redo that bit or oh, i didn't quite like that bit listening back to it now and um yeah it's a good album it and it's a good 40 minute listen um but there was a lot went into it yeah there's some gray hairs out of that one <laughs>
0: did you write other songs when you were doing it did you have like yes. yeah so, so you had the, that project but then you also yes. like, if you got another idea that didn't yeah. fit with the jesse james thingy.
1: You... absolutely i had um i had that and and i had um other stuff on the boards as well um but it was we decided to to actually um me and the guy who who engineered it if you like and and helped me co-produce it um we decided that we'd take that one because it was a story it was a focus and we, we'd go for that so yeah
0: yeah that sounds good That's um right. and people can people can order that through your website can they
1: uh they can um if they contact if contact me through facebook is probably the easiest way um to be honest um because i'm just rearranging my um uh sales on the web at the moment um because it's the way i set it up was pretty inefficient and costly so i'm not I'm just trying to reorganize that
0: Yeah, that's another minefield in itself
1: um, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. but yeah i'll tag your pages and stuff in the description of this mm. as well so people can uh, find you on their on facebook or wherever if they if they would like to order a copy
1: thank you yeah
0: um great stuff so yeah it's moving to section three now shall we so this is where oh, i okay. ask my guests to share with us a song that's meaningful to them in some way relating to bereavement um mm. and so for this one we've got another video of uh, one of your songs haven't we
1: yes um and i i did the video for this last week although the song appears on my first album, which is that one, more adverts. Um, and it's obviously the last one on the album. Um, and it's called The End of the Road. Um, so it is a song about coming to the end of, of your life, really. Um, that's not necessarily through personal experience, obviously, because I'm still here. But, um, and long may that uh, continue. <laughs> um but yeah it was just a feeling and and yeah that's how it came out really <laughs>
2: And smoking, my friend I will drive this old Ford With all my friends on board And drive it to the end of the road So food with all my sins on board Make my amends Put down this heavy load I will drive this old Ford With all my sins on board And drive it to the end of On board, and I'll drive it to the end of the road.
0: Okay, brilliant. So that was uh, End of the Road by Stuart Earl. So they said that was off. What was, what was your first album called? You said that one's it was
1: off. called My Name is Earl. <laughs>
0: famous tv show as well isn't
1: it yeah it is yeah uh, yeah i mean it was a good idea to to have the name in the first place but then looking back it was probably a disastrous idea <laughs> and if if i'd have made anything of my career it would i would have been sued okay. <laughs> but uh,
0: there you go yeah
1: it's hard to argue because my name is earl so That's, yeah it's you know. fact. <laughs> yeah i got here first get yeah. lost <laughs> um yeah but uh, yes so that was um my uh, the chap that you was playing guitar for me, Lyndon, on uh, "Old Man by the Sea." Uh, this was recorded in his attic. Um, the, uh, the "My Name Is Earl" album.
0: Uh, and so, what what inspired you to write the song? And what was your kind of thinking at the, at the time of writing it?
1: I don't know. I must have had some kind of melancholy sort of feeling about it, really, because it is it it has a sort of hymn like feel to it, especially the mm. studio version. Because it's got a bit of that sort of old church organ um, in it, which you know, I was brought up with going to Sunday school, and um, you know, from a small village in in the Midlands. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It just somehow struck a chord that one.
0: It wasn't, um, a, yeah.
1: No, it wasn't a personal experience at all. Um, but I don't know. It just, it just one of those things. Just came out of nowhere. Just came <laughs> out, yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm sure you have similar experiences, Ben. That, that uh, yeah, for whatever reason, things just appear.
0: Things just come out at different times, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Um, you've also been doing a, a, a kind of podcast yourself during lockdown.
1: Yes, um, I've. It was, ooh, I guess, last March or early April last year when things um got a bit silly and um yes i so we came up with um, a thing called the songbook sessions uh, which i do for, i put together here um and it's obviously it's a vehicle for me because i can do videos and bits and pieces and put those on which i do um but uh, i also generally have a guest so i'll do this type of interview it's you know almost the same um and uh, usually get them to do two or three songs. Um, Or if it's somebody who doesn't want to particularly perform, then I'll maybe use their historical videos to to back up, break up the conversation, really. Um, And then other musical connections that I've got, then I'll get them to do videos and bits and pieces and put a a show together, which is usually sort of 45, 50 minutes and we've got to show 21 at the moment over that period so there's enough there to like a sort of netflix series binge (laughs) Uh, if anybody wants to see them (laughs) they all uh, are all on the earl facebook page and after a few weeks i move them over to um youtube as well so that they're all on one playlist Um, so yeah so that's good. It's good fun. I like doing it. It's a lot of work, as you know. Um, um, but it's, it's good because it's got me into streaming. So, understanding how streaming works
2: mm.
1: sometimes it works.
0: <laughs> do you do them live? Yeah. You...
1: No, I pre record no, them. them yeah. yeah. And then stream them live onto Facebook, as it were. Okay. Um, which sometimes works mostly. <sighs> Didn't last week. Because my computer crashed um, literally just in the last song uh, but that's okay because I've got a whole show and I can then upload it again and that and that was fine um, yeah. I've done a few live things I generally I do the songbook sessions every two weeks so in the intervening week I do a 10 minute session on a Wednesday and I'll do a cover version or just talk or whatever for 10 minutes and then that's that just to keep keep the thing alive more than anything else you know yeah
0: Um, yeah sounds good
1: mm. but yeah numbers are good for it well well i think they're good um but you know it needs i need to get out with it a bit more i don't know how long i can keep it going Mm. my ideal would be to pay the guests yeah for doing it at the moment nobody earns anything out of it um and it takes to have a lot to do it um, so I would like to pay people if possible, because let's face it, people aren't getting paid a lot for gigs at the moment, are they oh, yeah, yeah. um but I'd need a sponsor to be able to to do that, you know it's hard yeah yeah um, um,
0: there's a lot more work goes into these things than uh people might realize I think it times.
1: yeah, it's been interesting learning um video editing mm. um, so the quality that. I'm producing has gone up in the last few months, that's for sure, because I've um, I've upgraded the camera here and I've also changed horses from a software point of view. For video editing. So that's that's good. Um, Pleased with that. But it's like loads, you know, there's just loads to learn with those things, those programs, they're massive. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's getting there. Try not to be too novel with all the toys and bells and whistles and <laughs> having things explode on the screen and yeah. just get on with presenting it and <laughs> just do nice transitions and get, you know, do it like that. But, yeah.
0: Yeah. It sounds great. Well, love, it, uh, It's a good,
1: it's a good thing to do. And I'm sure you, you enjoy it. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, really like nice. the, um, just connecting with people. it's nice, like for, yeah. it's nice. For, for, what I'm really enjoying with it. It's getting to meet lots of new, new people like, you know, mm. we hadn't, we hadn't spoke before and, uh, Lots yeah, you know, lots of my guests, and making a lot of new friends doing it, and uh, sure. and it's just it's, yeah, I know people um, you know yeah, get nice nice comments from people who listen to it and enjoy it, and it's yeah, it's nice just you know sharing people's music and introducing you know introduce myself to people's music, but mm. also other people you know, helping to spread the word about things and
1: yeah, it just the musical interest going doesn't it? In, mm. in some potentially you could be doing nothing,
0: yeah, but And I mean like something and it's yeah. Great. Yeah, that's it. it's better than that because you know ideally we'd be able to like do gigs together and stuff like that, mm. and that's that's how you normally get to meet lots of new musicians. But yeah. when that's not happening, this is a, a good alternative.
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and I think, um, in my, my personal opinion, a lot of people would disagree with me, but the streaming thing is now here to stay, whether we mm. like it or not. Um, I know, um, I really want to get back to doing gigs. Um, my enthusiasm for doing that. Has not been um, dulled at all, but um, I think the the streaming thing is has arrived, um, courtesy of the lockdowns, and I think it'll stay now. Um, yeah, for good or for bad, better or worse, as it were.
0: Yeah, not let us work alongside each other. You know, we can still do yeah. do the yeah. in person stuff and do the virtual stuff yeah. as well.
1: Yeah, I think they you know the single person doing the stream for an hour and a half or whatever. Um, don't think people are going to put up with that for long i think the the thing is we don't have a great attention span anymore do we Mm -hmm. Uh, as in, in just in general um so i think you've we've we've got to be fairly short and sharp with what we do and oh it's time for some more music or let's do this or talk to that but you know just one person doing that for an hour or whatever it's just not sure people can cope with that anymore yes, unless they're in the same, same room where yeah. but that's a different thing you know
0: that's it. i think it's hard to keep the things as engaging as as when you're actually in person with someone Indeed. Um, yeah even when like i watched some of your know, live streams so, so like, some like of my big heroes in a way then it's like it's just not you know obviously, obviously it's not the same but it's um yeah you find yourself it's harder to pay attention for as long watching a performance yeah. as you would do um in person definitely but, yeah, yeah. Great stuff. Well, yeah, thanks a lot for your time, Stuart. And, ben, um, it's
1: lovely to meet you. Yeah, Hopefully likewise. You can, um, I'll meet somewhere along the gigging road at some point. So yeah, yeah, I hope so. I I hope, hope, so. It's not, I hope it's not too um, long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, no, it been be a pleasure, Stuart, and I'll tag all your pages and everything so people can follow you and uh, check out the songbook sessions as well. Brilliant.
1: Good okay. luck to you guys. Songwriting you. Yeah.
0: Thank you very much, Stuart. Bye. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. I'll be back with another episode soon.